just my inner <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Obviously. Yes, it was. Yes, came right out. This in is all of its grace. Yeah, came out. You get it? Ba-dum-dum. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. So we're off to a great start. It is Ian hates movies. My name is Ian, and I'm Kelly. And we are talking today about the, is it biopic or biopic? Biopic. It is biopic? Okay. So we're going to be doing the biopic. See, you learn something new all the time. We're going to be doing the biopic Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, this is going to be weird because I saw this movie right when it came out. Kelly literally just came from her showing. Yeah, about an hour ago. We have not talked about this. No. Everyone on social media knows my ideas of this movie, and I have a lot more that I haven't even shared. So this is going to be very, very interesting. I've already had people unfollow me on Twitter and unlike the Facebook page over the things that I've said about Bohemian Rhapsody. So Kelly, why don't you take over for a second? Tell me your movie-going experience. I'm just excited that you're actually living up to the name of the show, finally. God, it takes you forever. It's like one in seven movies. Yeah, actually, probably. Maybe one in ten movies. I'll give you one in ten. Yeah, maybe somewhere around there. But you're not too far off. So was there anything special, not special, about your movie-going experience? I was the youngest person there by about 20 years. And that's saying something. Yep. But, um, on that note, too, happy birthday, Kelly. Woo, yay, thank you so much. 25. Woo! I've heard that's going to be a great year. I'm so excited. I bet you thought I forgot, but I did not. No, I figured you'd do some sort of adorable shout out. <laughs> I'll try and add in some special effect Ooh, during okay, that cool. part as well. Yeah. Ooh. We'll see. I mean, let's not over promise. <laughs> but other than that, Anything else? Um, I did like the pharma advertisement to prevent AIDS beforehand. That Me was an too. interesting pill commercial. I'm like, wow, really? I honestly thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I almost expected him sometime during the movie to be like, I wish there had been some preemptive drug I could take that would prevent <laughs> this from happening to me. Darn. But that's how fake the movie is, so you might as well have done it. Oh, oh, the hate's starting to leak out a little bit. Just a tiny, tiny bit. But now, and the reason I've been kind of leading you, because I didn't get to talk to you about this, did you have anyone sing along? Did you have anyone do anything in the theater during the movie? Um, This might as well have been a frozen musical sing-along. Everyone, everyone, everyone sang in this movie theater. So they're all dead then. Right? You killed them and then left the theater and now you're doing Oh, I, I led the singing. I had a blast. Oh, I hope they're all dead and I hope you're dead soon. <laughs> so I didn't realize you're such a hater on Queen. You are not a Queen fan? Oh, no. That is absolutely not the case. Then what's wrong with singing along? It's a fucking movie. So? No singing. No talking. No yeah, doing any... No clapping. We don't do kids movies with you because you're very much a buzzkill. I did not pay for it. Well, I am a buzzkill, but I did not pay for a movie <laughs> so that I could hear all of your shitty voices. Oh, no, I couldn't hear them, but everybody was. Oh, that's awful. That's <laughs> it's just plain awful. It's just like when you go to a concert, let the person sing. 
I'm sorry, did you not watch the Queen movie? The whole point of their music is they wanted people to sing along. Did you not get that message? Oh, yeah. No, I heard the fake message. That totally wasn't oh, why they oh. did music that way. Oh, yeah, no, no. I heard the snippets of what they wanted to use in a trailer so it sounded good. Okay. I'm just saying, look, when you go out to something, you keep quiet. You can laugh. You can go, oh. You can react that way, but there should be no talking and there should definitely be no singing. Boo. And anyone who claps Boo. is a fucking moron. Boo. 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 Wow, so original. <laughs> <sighs> Luckily, well, same with the classics. So booing is what you get. I only heard clapping during oh, okay. Radio Gaga. Oh, okay. People clapped, but I was very upset and I gave a lot of looks. You're such an old crank. No. <laughs> yes. No, you're supposed to get lost in a movie. You're not supposed exactly. to be part of the movie. This oh. isn't a midnight showing of fucking horror, whatever the fuck. Oh, it Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. Horror I could... you like that and you throw the spoons. It's good times. For that, sure. So when this movie tanks, hopefully, and then oh, goes. I don't think so. I know. I'm very upset about that. But then goes on to those midnight showings at whatever the fuck theater, then that's fine. Then okay. sing along with it. Okay. Okay. No, I absolutely love this movie. So we're going to be on opposite Wow. Polls. Loved this movie. I'm going to be seeing it again, actually. Wow. Yeah. That just proves the once theater. again that you have terrible choices in, in <laughs> movies. It just does. This is a great movie. You hate so many good movies, and yet you like this movie. Love this movie. Wow, that, I mean, it doesn't shock me, but it, look, I've been honestly surprised of the people that have been like, oh, I fucking love this movie. I was, you know, jumping out of my seat. It was amazing. I was crying at the end. It did Freddie Mercury justice. You know, that's not true, right? It definitely no, didn't get, not. okay. So then do you just like it for the, I, the aspect of opera and the crap that you like? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Thank you. For all of that, for someone who doesn't, who who apparently likes Queen music, I think that's interesting that you're still that kind of that upset and offended by it. I look at it as it's nice to go to a movie that I actually enjoyed. It wasn't too much of a downer. Obviously, AIDS was involved, but they didn't hammer it home to an extreme level and take away from the music because it's not a movie about AIDS. It's a movie about a band. Well, well I liked. Whoa, is it not a movie about? Queen, or is it a movie about Freddie Mercury? Because I was confused. Both. Yeah, well, they didn't make a good decision on that. Because you should have chosen one or the other. Because this movie doesn't do justice to either. Okay. Now, back up one. Oh, well, okay. So, basically, you just shut off your mind when you went in. Which is the point of going to a movie. Oh, see, I don't agree. I'm not going there to be educated on Queen. I'm going there to be entertained. So, you were entertained by the impression of yeah. the people. Okay. So right. for me, that's not acting. That's doing an impression. That's Same what thing. they were doing. Uh, I don't thing. agree. I don't agree. Same thing. I don't agree. It's just like I don't think that what's his name should have gotten an Oscar for doing Ray Charles because you're just doing an impression of somebody. Okay. I, I don't think it's just like let's give uh and I was trying to remember his name today. Who does that great Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken? No, I, he doesn't even do a good impression now. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I mean, there are a bunch of people. But Jay Moore, for instance, is an amazing Christopher Walken. But there's one guy who's widely known. He was in A Few Good Men. He was in a ton of other movies. I'm just blanking on his name. But anyways, 
Just give them an Oscar then. Just let them go ahead and put on makeup to look like whoever this. But why do you give a shit about Oscars anyway? I don't. Are you like well? But everyone's been talking about how that guy Malik deserves an Oscar for this, and he certainly doesn't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was okay at his impression. They give give Oscars to crap since I mean, what they started doing that in the eighties. The Oscars haven't been given to anything decent in forever, so who cares? Well, because people still put that on a high level, so I need to talk about on the show. I can't just dismiss it now and then have it come up later on in the year when everyone's talking about the Oscars. Yeah, hey, talk about it now. All right. So you enjoyed the movie because Absolutely. you shut off your brain and you were to like, the point "Oh, of going to the movies for you, not for me or other people." Maybe that's why you, because um, they're not educational. This isn't a documentary. This wasn't on a biopic. Is almost a documentary. No. It's yes, not. that it's on no, the it's same. Not. Yes. Yes, no, it is. It's up there with mockumentary. No, it's not. I do not agree with that. I am. This is like, to me, this is what I thought about the movie. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> All right, forget it then. <laughs> no, come on, give it nope, to me. Nope, let's just end the here. show. Let's just end it. Uh, <laughs> this will be the easiest edit for you ever. Oh, it never is. Oh. So, first off, mm. it's rated PG-13 because they wanted more money. Now... What I also <laughs> what I also looked up because I did a ton of research before and after going oh. to the movie. One of the things that I read was that the members, the surviving members of Queen, right. you know, especially May and Taylor, right? They said they would not sign on to the movie unless it was anything but R. I mean, sorry, unless it was anything except R. So they would have gone okay. PG, PG thirteen, whatever. The reason for that is so they look better. So, oh, Kelly, if you're going to, you got to give me something. No, because no, you're not seeing this movie in a museum. You're not seeing this at, at, at the, so, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's so you didn't want, is. well, first of all, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fucking blows. But <laughs> so, no, no, honestly. So we're going to have a conversation like this was supposed to be a queen or actually it was more touted as a Freddie Mercury biopic. I want to say biopic sometimes. A biopic. That's fine. That's what it was supposed to be. So you need some factual information in there, and you need a storyline that doesn't sanitize everything. And that's what I come back to all the time when I think about this movie. It was sanitized. It wasn't raw. It was very, very clean. It was all fluff and very little substance. Which is what makes a good movie. I don't know how I can do a show with you when you say ridiculous things like that because that's absolutely not true. For this kind of, I mean, I didn't go into it like that. I didn't realize this was supposed to be a, a biopic. I thought it was going to be like a fun thing on Queen. I, I, this was on the same level for me. I, I was expecting Wayne's World. That's what I was expecting and that's what I was given. <laughs> so I'm very happy with that. All right. No, but I completely get it. If you think that this was supposed to be that kind of a documentary, of course not. It was very softcore. I mean, there's more hardcore stuff on VH1. Like, Well, it's not that I needed anything quote-unquote edgy. I didn't need to see Freddie Mercury fucking someone in the ass. I didn't need to see that. And just a spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen the movie, you don't see that. You see no oh, nudity, yeah. there's no sex, nothing like that. German club, but nothing, you actually don't see anything. Yeah, you don't see anything. There are a couple guys making out a couple times in the yeah, movie. Yeah, a couple times. That's, about, that's it. about it. Yeah, and that's fine. It's not about that. It's about telling an accurate story that makes you care for the character. For me, going into this movie and liking Queen already and thinking that Freddie Mercury was an extremely talented frontman 
for a band. Yeah. Not only the front man, but also he did a lot of things behind the scenes that were very innovative and very impressive. For me to okay. go into this movie and not care at all about the character while watching it, there's a problem. Okay. No, I can agree with you on that level. Yeah, that was my issue. I know what happens to this character in real life. He's a real-life person. I know right. what happens, but yet the way they chose to tell the story to me did not make me emotionally invested in it. I never once felt sorry for him. And you're supposed to feel sorry for him in a way because he he's a person that needs to not be lonely. Right. And he had something terrible happen to him that you had wished would not have happened to him. Right. But in this movie, I didn't care. See, I wouldn't go that far. I liked, like, I there's attachment to all the characters. I found them all interesting. I mean, it, Freddy's kind of, the way that they portrayed that character is you kind of knew where it was going anyway, even if you knew what happened to him in real life or not. Um, I liked the idea of the muse aspect. I think that was interesting. I didn't know that about him. So that was interesting. The what aspect? But, Sorry. Uh, the female counterpart, and I'm blanking oh. on her name. Yeah, Mary. Yeah, his muse is really what she was. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get to that. She was probably the only character I didn't care about, actually. She kind of did a shitty job. Well, I mean, a lot of her story is made up. So, I mean, I get it. Right. But I guess let's even go to the backstory first. So, for one thing, we have multiple producers in this movie. Two of the executive music producers are Roger Taylor and Brian May. All right. So, right there, you know there's going to be an issue with the movie. I think the movie would be better made without anyone from the band because they're making the movie to protect themselves. Okay. That's one of the things I would say. Also, you might notice that John Deacon, the you know former bassist, wasn't a producer in the movie. And did you maybe feel like during the movie his character pretty much had nothing to do except for the bass line and some of the lyrics in Another One Bites the Dust? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, because they didn't care about him. They only cared about saving themselves. So at some point, they're going to do a biopic of Kurt Cobain, right? It's going to happen. They're going to do one for like every major music person that's ever lived. Because it's easy money. It really is. It's easy fucking money. You have a built-in fan base. Yeah. Right. So they're going to do Kurt Cobain. And it's going to be like if Kurt Cobain was written and produced by Courtney Love. Oh my god. <laughs> but don't be but don't be surprised because that's what's going to happen. And then the movie is going to be sanitized to make who they want to look better and the other people to look worse. So in this movie, it makes it look like the reason why Queen quote unquote fell apart, which they didn't, but the reason why they fell apart was because of Freddie Mercury. And that's simply not the case. And you can tell that by how they've changed completely the timeline of what the band did. Go on. Do you want to go into that now? We can. Sure, as well. Okay. So the movie begins and ends with the Live Aid performance in 1985. Now, none of us were alive during this time. I wasn't, I was alive when Freddie Mercury died in like 1991. Yeah. But for all yeah. of this, we haven't been alive for it. So. Nah. You can easily research it. I never saw Live Aid when it was on TV ever. I had to go to yeah, YouTube no. and look that up when I, yeah. knew, when I knew what it was. Right. <laughs> right. So movie begins, which was a good beginning. 
I like that idea of, hey, we're getting ready. Freddie's making his way to the stage. You look at the stage, you know, wow, look at all these people. Now, we'll get into how bad the CGI was. Oh, no, yeah, that was horrible, though. Really, really horrible. Like Forrest Gump level bad. Maybe even worse. I don't yeah. think they had money towards the end or a director, no. by the way. <laughs> we can go into that as well. But one of the big things I want to mention, so like I said, begins and ends with Live Aid. Live Aid is in 1985. They change what happens in the timeline of the movie to make you try and feel something more for the characters. It's been widely reported that Freddie Mercury was actually diagnosed with you know, HIV, AIDS, whatever you want to call it, in 1987. That's two fucking years after Live Aid. All right, so Kelly... Right now, with your face and everything, and your mouth, <laughs> tell me what the movie says happens. Um, they're doing their practice performance, trying to get ready for Live Aid, and that's when Freddie tells them that he, has, that he has AIDS. Now, I get that you're trying to build up this epic, epic moment. But in a way, knowing that Freddie Mercury just did whatever the fuck he wanted on stage and was awesome at doing it all the time... Does it change anything knowing that he didn't know or he might not have had it at that point in 1985 and he just went on the Live Aid stage and fucking rocked it because that's what he did? Doesn't change anything for me. See, so why even do it that way? Why lie about the events? You've got two of the people in the band who are executive producers and they're lying about what happened. Okay. The other thing that was also a huge lie in the movie was Freddie Mercury did not break up with the band to go do solo work. Well, he didn't technically break up. He was taking a break from the band, not breaking up the band. Which isn't even necessarily true mm. because there's an album called The Works, which was their 11th studio album, by the way, 11th studio Shit. album, that came out in 1984. Live Aid was 1985, and they toured for an entire year before doing Live Aid. So <laughs> the whole, hey, we haven't been a band for three years or whatever fucking lie they said. Yeah, they said three. And yeah. they said they haven't played together for that amount of time as well. How are we all going to get together to play Live Aid? Well, fuck you. None of that happened. <laughs> okay. So I'm not saying that that ruins a movie. But it also shines a light on what they were trying to do in the movie. So I would like a true story because I think even the true story is just as good as making a fake story. Like you didn't have to like shove all that shit in there. You didn't have to play with the timeline. Yeah, I can agree with you on that. So that's the kind of thing that I have a problem with. Look, I don't care that they lied about how the band got together. That's not how the band got together. That whole... Freddie Mercury went to see the band and then he went outside to the back and, you know, there's May and Taylor just hanging out and they're like, oh, our lead singer just quit. And then he joins the band. It didn't happen that way. He knew the lead vocalist of that band. They were already friends and he was primed to take over the band. I don't care if they change little things like that. That doesn't matter. He also okay. he also didn't get engaged on the day that they got signed. But who cares? All right. What I have. But you get where I'm. Like you understand. No, no. Yeah, but see, it's funny because now I'm having Star Wars flashbacks to when, as me being a super fan, I get upset when they change these little minutiae detail things. And everybody else who isn't to the degree 
And they're just like, it was still a good movie. And I'm like, no, these little things irritate me because that's not how you guys set up the characters. Right. And that's what it sounds like. To be quite honest, the things I'm talking about aren't little things. Well, no. So let's also, I mean, that's all I want to mention. Like the band Queen, what they were able to do was pretty amazing. They weren't the first band to do it. You know, there were plenty of flamboyant frontmen out there. You know, there definitely were. You don't think so? You don't think the Rolling Stones no. and David no, Bowie? No, my mind just and... went to like White Snake. Like, oh. oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> like oh no! I mean, you look at people that were, you know, actually on the Live Aid stage. Yeah, you know, exactly. in 1985, you look at, I mean, Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Elton John. I sure. mean, you just go down the list, and I why would we name all them? Just go. So actually, wait. go ahead. Of Elton John, are we going to cover Rocket Man? No. You didn't get that trailer. You got the trailer. No, actually, I didn't. Oh, <gasps> that no. trailer. You know what trailer I got? The one where Jennifer Lopez is like a waitress or something, or she works at a hardware store or something, and she's like the most qualified person to take over, and they promote a man instead, but she never went to college. So that woman, Leia Remini, like makes a fake website and resume for her and puts her in a law firm or an advertising firm and then she goes and it's that whole mistaken identity thing where you oh i'm good enough to have this job but i don't have the background and i'm a woman i can do whatever i want it's one of those movies oh i see i i thought i got one of those too i got have you seen did you get the trailer for widows yes but i had seen that before though that looks horrible. I don't know. I'm not allowed to say anything with women looks bad. All right, I will. That looks horrible. <laughs> <sighs> Didn't want to get fired from my job or anything. I'm just no. saying. Yeah. No, that was really oh. bad, too. But the Jennifer Lopez one was even worse. Because they, they show the whole trailer. She gets too big for her britches. And I'm not talking about her ass. hey And, like, her friends that were, like, her regular friends are like, you've changed. And then, you know, she has to, like, do some big presentation to, like, not only win over the people that she lied to, but then also get her friends back. And it's just all bullshit. And that way you have her husband or whatever telling her he's always believed in her. Like, all this bullshit. It's awful. Just as Devil Wears Prada. I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen that movie. Okay, so it's the same movie over and over and over again. Cool. Good job, Hollywood. Well, was the person in Devil Wears Prada actually qualified to do the job they were supposed to do? No. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Did okay, she good. Did she fake having a college degree and all that stuff? No, it wasn't that bad. Oh, okay. Well, this this is fraud. So. Right, cool. Yeah. Let's promote that. I mean, she ahead. should go to jail. Yeah. But anyway, so. <laughs> Rocket Man. Okay. Rocket Man. Look, I don't know if it's good. I'll go see it. It looks like Cirque. Like, it looks like it's going to be a Cirque du Soleil performance of Elton John. It looks like Across the Universe, actually. It's got that feel to it. Oh, well, then fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Look, I got duped. I feel like a rube that I went to this movie. Yeah, I feel like one of the masses. I feel like you. It was like, holy shit, I got tricked into seeing this movie because (gasps) I liked Queen. It had a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, okay, mixed reviews. I can deal with that. Let me go on a Friday afternoon, pay $20 to see a matinee. Yeah. That's why I have so much trouble with going to movies and theaters. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, I get that. So wait, so you feel like a normal human right now? So maybe you should pop on your dating apps and see who pops up for you. Might be matching all over the place. Yeah, be like, hey, I like- smell like normal. Be like, I looked like, (laughs) I looked like, (laughs) I loved Bohemian Rhapsody. (gasps) 
And guess what? I don't have four extra incisors in my mouth. So, like, let's do it. God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, Freddie Mercury wasn't the best looking guy, but that guy, Malik, playing him. Ooh. Holy shit. Ooh. Until he got to the 80s. Like, until. But back in the day, (laughs) that guy, wow, he had to grow into that look. Ooh. Ooh. Man, that was tough. There is no way you get a girl like Mary. Like, I guess they were trying to say, like, if you're super talented, that goes over looks all the time. But it yeah. wasn't even like his personality was that great either. Yeah. I don't know, man. He was all about cats and, I don't know, whatever he was doing with the family. Oh, so he's he... gay, but he's all about pussy. What's up with that? Oh. Yo. There we go. Mark it down for Kelly. One. <laughs> One. One zinger for 2018. This year. <laughs> we'll do a top 10 countdown of that one. <gasps> yes. <sighs> so it's just, I honestly, the I think the tough part was I did not want to be doing this show in a negative way today. I, I go into every, <laughs> look, I go into every movie wanting to like it. Please, please be good. I'm basically praying anytime yeah. I go into a theater. That's why I don't believe in anything. Because it <laughs> always... Let's me down. Oh, Always. There you go. So, yeah, it's just, there were just, I don't know. I didn't feel anything for this movie. (sighs) Tell me something good about it. I really enjoyed the music. Yeah, so why didn't you just listen to Queen? I did. I prepped in the car, sang in the car, recorded myself in the car. That'll be an extra. Your HIV prep? Yeah, I'm I'm on the extra pill. What is that, like triumvirate? for prep or something oh, and it was always, something horrible too they always say something for prep it's with a t i can swear it's something try for prep and they always say it like that and it's Tribon like or something yeah, yeah, yeah very strange but i did laugh out loud in the theater when they played that commercial <laughs> okay. i was like this is definitely product placement um i will say this though i feel like it's a very random choice of the trailers we got like widow didn't make any sense i also got mary poppins by the way and i'm like what fucking crowd is for this i did not i would assume this is for parents taking their kid to see this movie there were lots of kids in the theater nope i got nothing but nope i i I honestly don't know i think they're just they were after the money so a pg-13 rating and they really brought to you by pepsi yeah and they never show you any of the gay stuff so you don't really have to explain anything to anybody. Other than two boys kissing. But it's 2018. I mean, no, kid, I know. kids see that in cartoons now. That's true. Yeah, so it's not, it's not like a thing. So that's what I mean. You don't, I mean, they didn't even show anyone doing fucking heroin. And you know people were doing heroin. Oh, yeah, I mean, they referenced to blow. There was products for blow, but no one actually was actually doing. But no, yeah, no real. Drinking. There was powder on the table. That doesn't, right. that doesn't really count. <laughs> and the pills taking pills really yeah when he was in the cab oh the cab that's right home. that one but yeah. no no kid would understand that they'd be well, like oh was. well yeah they'd oh. be like oh he gave him some gum right because well, they didn't even and show mommy it. and daddy take pills at this point too because that's what uh, you do now well, that's so true. medicaid america Yo, we're yeah. becoming a political podcast Pfizer. yeah we're a political podcast now yeah another thing Let's just jump right into this because we're not going scene by scene. We've Can't only really seen it anyway. once each time. So, yeah, we're not going to. And you're going to see it many more times. So I know. <laughs> Tell me this. And this is something I've only heard some other critics talk about. And most have not publicized it as much. This movie, to me, seemed very anti-gay. Yeah, but that was the time period, too, though. 
but in a different way. Because it was PG-13, it wasn't like they were yelling fag out. You know what right. I mean? Which yeah. was definitely happening, and worse words than that, too. Oh, so yeah. they glossed over that. So once again, when I'm talking about fluff, they, they got rid of all of that. But what I, what I really mean is, I almost equated this movie like the Garden of Eden. Think about it that way. You've got Queen, and you've got Freddie Mercury. And they're, he- they're in the Garden of Eden. Everything's going perfectly. Queen is amazing. They're revolutionary. And they're changing music for the better. And all that bullshit. And then the snake comes along. And that's Paul. And Paul is representing homosexuality. And right there, everything's great with Queen and Freddie. Because Freddie right now has a woman who stabilizes him. That's his muse. Everything's going well when he's with Mary, right? But then here sure. comes here comes Paul and he's the homosexuality snake. And all God has told them is don't be gay because that's like the worst thing you can possibly be. But then Freddie kind of, you know, saunters over to that homosexuality snake and it bites him. And then it's like, oh no, Freddie starts to slip into a world of homosexuality and drugs. Oh no, the downfall of every person ever. And then God comes down and smites all the wicked with a plague of AIDS. And the whole time, Queen are there just like, we told you so. <laughs> You're going to get so much hate right now. What? <laughs> Holy shit. It's completely true. That's what this I movie portrayed. I didn't get portrayed. any of that from that movie. And I will tell you, and I'm not going to name Zero. them. I am telling you, you can look up many famous critics that do this for a living that didn't obviously did not do such an amazing metaphor like I did, but I also, say, but also just saw the amazingly anti-gay movie that I saw. All right. Think about the interactions between the rest of Queen and Freddie. Think about how they were always level-headed. There was one time where they weren't. When it was for uh, the song, I Love My Car. car. Yeah, yeah, I Love My Car. What, I always forget the name of it, but I think it's <laughs> I Love My Car. No, it's I Love My Car. That whole little interaction isn't even really a fight. I mean, no. I know bands. Yeah. I know what bands have gone through. That's not a fight. So, you know, Freddie comes <laughs> in and makes his little quip about being, you know, hey, there's only room for one, you know, queen in this place. And then, you know, he leaves and they continue throwing potatoes at each other or whatever. Right. Yeah. No one cares about that. But all the rest of it, anytime Freddy is there, it's always Freddy versus them. And it's always them, you know, saying, we hate you, Paul. And we hate everything you're doing. And they are the ones who are always the level-headed. We're all good, but you're the one holding us back. And not by his talent, but by his lifestyle. Think about well, that think, party. No, that's what I was actually just going to reference. Oh, yeah, Because I, I think that party would have been all over rock and roll guys at that particular time period. Like, I don't get what the big deal was. Like, I don't see why, you know, we're here with our wives, which wouldn't have happened. Right. And we, we, you know what? You're a little drunk. We're going to go home. Like, since when did you guys become buttoned down 1950s businessmen? Yeah. And then also they made the mention, hey, you know, he's like, where's Mary? I need Mary. And they're like, come on, Freddie. This isn't really Mary's scene. It's like, oh, <laughs> see the gay thing. Like, we get it. And okay. I, do, I do really like the point that you brought up that, yeah, they're there with their wives. Now, I understand that you want and maybe they were. I, I don't know the whole backstory of May and Taylor. Like, I don't know. Maybe they never did cheat on people and maybe okay. they didn't have a whole bunch of, you know, whores on the way. 
Maybe that's possible. But a band at that time? That's what I'm saying. You see none of that. None of that in the movie. It's never talked about what Brian May, what Taylor, what uh, John did. And you see, I even, the way they treat him in the movie, I forget his name now. Because he apparently he only helped write Another One Bites the Dust. Other than that, he was nothing to them. So oh, no, because they even stuck him in the basement too, in the house. Yeah, like it was all a big joke to them. <laughs> like that's why you knew he's not an executive producer because he wouldn't have let them treat him or his character like that. Right. But you never see them go to concerts and be like, you know, do shows and then be like, hey guys, I'm taking three girls to my fucking room. Like no one does that. I mean, they reference it a little bit, the drummer, but then they don't really, really get into it. No. So that's all I'm saying. It was just, it was okay. a movie that was produced by the band members that wanted to make sure they look good. And in your light with you seeing the movie, you did think they look good. So it did work. See? See? See what? Well, it's just it, like, I, I can't be as offended as you are because I don't have the whole history or background on Queen, nor do I really care. I liked it. I found it entertaining. It's an entertaining movie. Mike Myers was fucking in it. Oh, God I thought he damn. was awful. <laughs> awful <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't imagine a worse actor on screen than that whole scene and then once again this movie played like a cliche band biopic it was like yeah, mockumentary yeah but if you're gonna watch a mockumentary then fucking watch spinal tap and just leave us alone oh yeah that's true okay that's all i'm watch saying like yeah watch watch that that movie had more realism in it than this movie did <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, watch Rockstar. Oh. Watch Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Hansen. That had more realistic things happen in it than this movie did. <sighs> the acting was fine in most cases, yeah. except for Mike Myers. That was that was really horrendous. Most of it was fine. I, I don't see why everyone liked Malik so much. Okay. I honestly think the movie would have been much better with Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. And that's not a joke. It's okay. honestly not. Did you know that backstory at all? No. This movie, it's a it's actually a miracle that this movie was even made. I'm sure that's cliche. I'm sure everyone's talked about it. But it took over 10 years. Yeah, Sasha Baron okay. Cohen was supposed to be Freddy. He was the original. And then he ended up quitting. Way better. I think I think he would have been better. He did all that musical stuff in the past as well. Plus, he's a good serious actor as well. Right. So I think he can this, when he needs to be. Yeah, and I mean Freddie was a comical guy as well, so it would have been fun to have that kind of laced in there a little bit. Yeah, and it would have been nice to have him not be as mousy. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that would have been better. Then there was another so he ended up I think the rumors were he ended up feuding with the remaining members of Queen because obviously he wanted to do things that were probably true. Right. And they were like, No, 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 that's gonna make us look bad. And he was like, well, fuck you. I'm trying to make a good movie. And so he ended up leaving. That's the rumor for that. And then they had another guy come in, and that didn't work out. So then they had Malik come in. And then we all know what happened with Brian Singer. We don't have to go into all the alleged stuff that he has done. Right. I mean, he's an awful director to begin with. <laughs> bad edits. Bad, like, bad everything that he does. Brian Singer is not a good director. I don't know, I, I don't know why he still gets jobs. Yeah, I can't help you with that one either. Yeah, besides, you know, so he had to leave. So they had to bring in another director to end, 
So they had to bring in another director to piece everything together and do the final bits of filming. So Singer still gets the credit, but did he really do that much? I don't know. I wasn't impressed by anything that he did in this movie. I mean, there wasn't anything visually remarkable and what could have been really cool, they went cheap on. And that's why the Sims crowd (laughs) wasn't believable. I still saw when people were like, oh, man, when they get to the last 20 minutes and it's all live aid, it was so good. It was like, what were you watching? Like, I guess, I guess, honestly, if there's something you love so much that you can just push away everything that's wrong with it, I think that's very bad. But maybe that's also, I mean, maybe that's how love works to begin with, is when you fall in love with someone, you kind of push away their bad qualities. And you're like, well, I love them. So I don't care what else is going on. Maybe that's what happens with this as well. There are people that just love Queen so much that they're able to push everything away. Go ahead, Kelly. Sorry, you've been waiting to say something. I wouldn't have equated this to love. See, when you started giving that kind of a description, I went to, okay, so it's religion. You push away all the bad parts and just focus on the good parts. Well, they go hand in hand, right? Yep. So I totally get that, for sure. But I think that's the thing. It's like, I think people that love the Live Aid part of the movie were alive to see Live Aid when it was on. Probably. So it's more of a flashback. But you can actually go on YouTube and see all of Live Aid and watch what actually happened. And that's way better than going to the theater to pay money for this. (laughs) Just watch it. It's better. It's actually, it's so much better to watch Freddie Mercury do, do his thing in Live Aid. Like, it's so much better. Now, I will say, they did a very good job of the up close stuff during the live aid performance. Really? They reenacted that very well. Oh cool. I mean, okay, hey, good. even those fucking you you mentioned Pepsi, even the fucking Pepsi cups are all there in that live aid performance. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's why they had them there. I mean, because that that's what makes the movie, right? Is great product <laughs> placement to be exactly right. the same as the product placement before. <laughs> but anytime they did a wide shot it looked fucking awful. Like, it looked oh, fucking yeah. awful. It really did. I'm tripping because my mouth is dry because I'm so angry. Things don't bother me when it's a passable movie and people like it. And I'm like, okay, I don't agree, but it's whatever. With this one, the people that have come out of the woodwork to be mad at me, when I gave a very sanitized, like, just like the movie, I did a very sanitized <laughs> review to tell people to save their money. This is all you need to know. And they still jump down my throat for it. It's very strange to me. See, I knew, uh, obviously, seeing what you had already posted, how you felt about the movie. But I have a question I want to propose to you. So, had yes. you not had this not been, you know, highlighted to you as a um, biopic or bio, biopic, and this was just supposed to be like a fun based on true events, fantasy movie about the creation of Queen, would you have enjoyed it more? Like you would have had to have not made it about Queen. It would have had to have been a fake movie like Rockstar. Okay. So you wouldn't have actually okay. Like where it's almost an amalgamation of different band stories all put into one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. With it not okay. such an outlandish like I was the lead vocalist of a cover band and now I'm the lead vocalist of the actual band. Like not that. But in general right. the the sex and the whores and like the stuff about like, oh, we write the music. You don't write the music. Like that kind of stuff. That's what happens in Rockstar. Okay. I mean, I feel like there was probably more sex and drugs in Hot Tub Time Machine than there was in this movie. Well, yeah, for sure. This movie, like I said, glossed over 
every single thing. About being a rock star in the 70s. Yeah. Like, they should have had a, I mean, come on. The 70s, it just went down every 10 years of what a rock band was able to do. So think about when you really first kind of started in those major, I mean, and I don't know, I don't know for sure. I don't believe, and I, I couldn't look this up because I couldn't find the information. I don't believe that Queen sold out all of their first tour in America. That sounds very unrealistic when yeah. they weren't when they weren't doing well in England. Hmm. They did get their start with America kind of latching on, but to come to America and have a full bus tour seems unrealistic. Okay. I don't know. I I, I mean, apparently it's America's fault though. The truckers apparently got Freddie Mercury gay. <laughs> I was waiting for that. That scene was so weird. Yeah, I was like, ooh, where's this going to go? I'm hoping this is just, let's not, let's not. Mm. Well, then they didn't show it, so. Middle America. Yeah. I don't know. I just, cool. if they had, if it had been a movie where they were like, they just called it Rock Band. <laughs> it wasn't Freddie Mercury <laughs> and it wasn't Queen. And they just did the movie. Maybe I would have been okay. But even then, like I said, I didn't feel any passion in this movie. I didn't feel any heart. I did. I liked it. How oh, you like, must? I can't give you. I can't give you more than that because I. It's. I don't. I. I really enjoy the movie. I take it for what it is. I didn't expect it to be overly well and good, and I was entertained. Of course, I didn't pay twenty bucks either, though. Well, right. We kind of get screwed. I normally work in clean rooms for a living, mm. so to me, when things are all sanitized and neat. And don't have any heart or passion to them. I don't like them. That's what this movie felt like to me. Felt like work. Yeah. It was tough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I liked hearing the Queen songs as well. But then I can also listen to them on Spotify anytime I want. True. And look, I have a love of Queen from back when I was a kid watching the Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> that was my introduction to Queen. Um, you know, if Ian Hates had had a father then maybe his father would have played some Queen for him as well after those movies. And I'm like, oh, wow, Bohemian Rhapsody, Wayne's World, what? Yes, Wayne's World. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Everyone loves that, obviously. Right. But I think a lot of this film was the writers just winking at you. Like, oh, here's that scene where we tell them, no, you can't play Bohemian Rhapsody. That's not a single. You can't do that on the radio. Wink, wink. Because no one's going to care about that in 20, 30 years. Ha, ha. Gotcha, right? 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 Come on, Kelly, right? <laughs> That's how I felt the movie was. It was screaming at me the whole time. Like, you get it, right? You get the joke. They were geniuses. <gasps> they know everything. And that's the thing, too. Like, Queen were, I, I don't know if you'd say revolutionary, but they were very, very good musicians. Very, right. very good. But I can tell you once again, from a lot of experience in the music industry, no band goes, oh, I'm going to sell the van to pay for this first album. We're then going to record this first album in one day. But during that time, go, no, 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 no. This doesn't sound right. We need to get experimental. It's all cliche hack lines that don't happen in real life. Okay. Does I mean that I can get why you're upset? Because you're expecting a boring biopic. No, because that isn't boring. To me, learning how Queen made that album would not be boring. 
See, I enjoy Star Wars because the lightsabers are cool. Do I need to know how they make the fucking lightsaber? No, I accept it for what it is, and I watch the battle. That's because they're not mm. real. Yeah, but neither are the characters in this movie, according to you. But they should be. No, in real life, they are real. There is a Brian May who's super talented on guitar <laughs> and like a great musician. So go ahead and tell a better story. Like, here, here's the deal. And I was going to say this for like a closing line, but we can talk about it right now. Cool. You didn't see Straight Outta Compton. No. Straight Outta Compton was a biopic about NWA. And I'm okay. not going to say what that means. All right. Because I get fired. Wow, that like it looked like that went right over your head. No, <laughs> I couldn't give a shit about NWA. I don't like rap music. I don't care about anything to do with any of that style of music whatsoever. But I watched that movie and I was like, holy shit, they did a great job of telling this story. Now, I'm sure not everything in that movie was 100% accurate. I'm absolutely positive, but they did a great job doing impressions of those real life people and what they went through. And I thought that was really damn good. So would you lump Bohemian Rhapsody in with 8 Mile or was 8 Mile a better biopic? Biopic. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I almost choked on my drink. Did yep. you call 8 Mile a biopic? There you go. It's not. Yeah, neither is Queen. No, it is. No, no it's Bo not. Bohemian Rhapsody, no. According to me, but Bohemian Rhapsody is commercialized as a biopic. I keep on wanting to say biopic. It's a biopic, we whatever. We can say biopic. It's I don't fine. care. It, it doesn't matter. Right. But that's what it's being portrayed as. And 8 Mile wasn't the story of Eminem? No. That had like little bits and pieces of his life, but to an exaggerated point. <laughs> no, but this wasn't exaggerated. If anything, this was deflated. There was nothing. <laughs> okay. Maybe the exaggeration was saying that he found out that he had AIDS a week before the performance for Live Aid. Because that okay. just didn't happen. Right. But I don't, and I also, I don't know, uh, I'm going to surprise everyone. I don't know a whole lot about Eminem's life. What? No. I, I, maybe. But maybe he didn't have to face all those rap battles. To, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> awesome. I mean, <gasps> no. I'm positive Cheddar Bob did shoot himself in the foot. Though. <laughs> I, I'm sure that happened. So, you know, props to Cheddar Bob. Yo. So that's, I think that's the issue that I have. It's just... I think real life sometimes is very entertaining, and especially when it comes to rock bands. I love rock music so much. I love it Aww. so much. Music is such a passion of mine. Yeah. So, like I said, I went into the movie wanting to love it. I mean, look, I still would have been pissed if anyone in the theater sang along. I was pissed when people clapped along. <laughs> but in general, though, I wanted to like the movie. I wanted this to be a lot of fun and to me it just wasn't because i was like what are they going to lie about next mm -hmm. what aren't they going to show next and okay. that's that's what the movie turned into to me unfortunately i think you're justified in the, the way you think i didn't go into it like that so i didn't have that high of an expectation and like i said i still like it and i was entertained so 
I'll shove it actually in probably with like my musicals when I got you know when I buy it. Like it's not I don't consider it a historical movie. <laughs> did they play Fat Bottom Girls at all? Yes, they did oh, when they were touring America. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> but no bicycle though, right? No bicycle. What the fuck? I know. I hate it. <laughs> that was the only one where I was like, that one didn't come up. Oh, okay. I mean, I like the hits of Queen, mostly. I oh, hate, yeah? I'll tell you, I hate Radio Gaga, though. I fucking hate that song. It's so 80s, though. Maybe that's why I hate it so much. Yeah, I like it's I, not real rock. It's 80s rock. I like the 80s music in, like, Donnie Darko. Okay. Yeah, Duran Duran. I like yeah. shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Take okay. on me. You know, I like yeah. that shit. Yeah, oh. Yeah. But yeah, that was not that was not my favorite. And I still remember people that grew up with Queen talking about how like they love certain eras of Queen because that was the more rocking Queen than when they you know started being. And that's another thing they'd really tried to make that whole like Queen isn't a rock band. We're whatever it is. It's just Queen. And I just hate when bands are so full of themselves. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just Prince. Yeah. It's just Cher. And you're like, okay. Ugh. Ugh. Cool. Share. <laughs> That's a name I thought would never be mentioned on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. So you're saying we're not doing Mamma Mia? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I hope everyone involved in that movie is dead. <gasps> I couldn't even believe they made a second one. I know. Ugh. Luckily, that really flopped, though. Oh, yeah, good. Really flopped. I hope they had to pay their own money into that with how bad it flopped. <laughs> Points on the back end. Actually, you owe us money now, so. Trying to think if I... Oh, I did want to mention one thing, too. Oh. Just in general, I loved the whole idea of Live Aid. And it's just such a shame that we can never do anything like that now. Because people don't care about live music as much as they used to. Oh, I don't think that's true. I think that's very, very true. Oh, I didn't think so. To get everyone... I I love going to concerts. Well, and you know, I I mean, I go to concerts every week. So you know I love it. But I'm talking about, like, they had... What was it? Three huge stadiums yep. around the world, all with different performers, simulcasting the, you know, the performance to over two billion people. Yeah. I just don't see people liking the music now enough to do that. And maybe that's just me because I hate almost all pop music. See, like I don't want to put that I wouldn't blame the people wanting to go see it. I'd blame the performers not wanting to work with each other because of stupid bullshit and the egos. I mean, besides people that have feuds, I don't know if there are really bands anymore that care about that kind of stuff. I feel like all you see is stupid pop idiots arguing with each other over whatever, who's sleeping with who and that kind of stupid crap. But then there's, you know, a million other pop bands that would easily do it. Yeah, but the ones that they listed for Live Aid were huge. But that's what I also mean. I think we've got a split now. Like when I looked at, because I went back and I was like, you know what, I never really looked at what Live Aid really was. Let me look into this. Right. And I went back and I looked at who was performing at each venue, you know, each stadium. And I was like, holy shit. It was pretty much all rock bands. Oh, and yeah. then it like was all rock Madonna. Bands. Well Madonna was right. on one. But back <laughs> then the 80s. Yeah, it's eighties. But then back then I think Madonna actually had musical instruments and in the people that backed her up. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So to me, even though I despise her And I think she's an untalented hack. She still (laughs) had people behind her that were talented and could write music. I I mean, I could be out of line. I'm pretty sure Madonna didn't write her own lyrics either. 
Oh, I can get, I, yeah, there's no way she did. Some people did, like, some people did, some people do, and some people, you know, they don't. So I don't know. You'd be surprised sometimes of who writes, but I don't think that she did. So no, I apologize. At least not back then. I like to be as factual as possible unless I'm making, like, a crazy, outrageous joke. I don't know in this case, but I don't think so. So okay. she was one of the performers. And there were a couple other pop acts and everything. But in general, it was Black Sabbath. It was Led oh. Zeppelin, Paul McCartney, Sting. Like, I mean, come on. John. Phil Collins and Genesis. Like, yes. All of these people and people just out there enjoying music for what it was. And I this will make me sound old, but I, I don't care. I hate it when people use phones at a concert. <gasps> I hate that too. So seeing even the CGI bullshit in this movie, but going back to the Live Aid performance, like I, I went ahead and I watched the entire Queen set that they did, the 20-whatever minutes that they did. I right. watched that live on YouTube. Well, not live. I watched that on YouTube. <laughs> and it was awesome. It was really, really cool seeing that all. But seeing the people in the crowd just singing along and waving their hands and jumping up and down, like, that was really cool. Instead of seeing them there with their phones out, you know, whatever it happens to. And look, I'm guilty of it, too. I take my phone out to make a text, like a text message. I do now. I do one song per band on Instagram. Yeah, you so, live stream. Yeah. So that way people can see what but I'm But that's seeing. different than watching a whole concert through your phone. I can't stand that. Yeah. And by the way, it's it's hard to explain. But when I have my phone up, I am not watching through it. No, yeah, it's just there. Yeah, it's just, it's to my side. So yeah. I know that it's in frame and then I'm watching my life because why would I want to watch through my phone? And I only yep. do it on Instagram because it's only available for 24 hours and it's gone. Because, go, yeah, yeah, seriously, who goes to YouTube and looks up cell phone coverage of live music? If you do, you're a loser. You got to stop and, doing that. And on top of that, who's going to go back and like half the videos I have on my phone, I'm like, the fuck did I record this? Yeah. I'm not going to watch this again. I mean, I keep every single thing that I tape when I have sex. Yeah, but I don't keep that on my phone. Oh, I do. Because sometimes I just need to look. It's just right there. <laughs> it's just always Let me right look there. back to this girl. I think I did this, but I just want to double check. I have check. this file somewhere. Hold on. If anyone got my phone, <laughs> they'll just be able to click it. on your screen. Yeah. And Sweet. all first name, middle name, last name of the girl. <laughs> What her current address is. So in case you ever lose your phone, people have the full details and how to get a hold of these. Wouldn't you love (laughs) if someone showed up at your house with someone's phone? They were like, hey, didn't know how to get in touch. Well, I didn't know how to get in touch with this person, but apparently they liked you a lot. Would you make sure this phone gets to them? (laughs) Three stars. Not bad. Three out of five. That's a callback. Oh, I don't do a five star rating. Oh, oh, go into it in your rating. I mean, we gold, bronze, silver. What no, we no, it's a hundred star rating. And most of the time, it's always 69. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. Knocked it out of the park. Put that on the top 10 for 2018. Let's <laughs> 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 stay away from that position right now. So anyway. hey So Ian didn't like the movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but we're on the opposite side this time. I know. But I honestly, I, I want to know, like, I, I get where you're coming from, and maybe that's where other people are coming from, but you haven't been able to, and you're not supposed to, but you haven't been able to refute any of the claims that I've made. You just see the movie in a different way. 
Right. I just don't care about the points right. you've made. So now <laughs> if that's the way people are, then that's fine. That's just the right. way they went in to see the, the movie. And that's that's totally cool, I guess. I just couldn't – I can't turn off my mind when I go into a movie. And that's why certain movies hit me better than others because I feel connected to them even with my mind open to the experience. Well, the thing is, is you're looking to be intellectual, intellectually stimulated. And with that movie, I wasn't expecting that. So I didn't really care. Queen is a movie you get stoned to and go watch. And it's, you know, fun colors and, you know, interesting <laughs> costumes. And there you go. Yeah, uh, maybe. But it just seemed very, like, like I said, I still felt a very anti-gay vibe from it. And in 2018, I think that's very surprising. And from the people that came out of the movie and don't see it that way, with people that harp on every little thing now, you know, everyone splits everyone into some type of a group. So if they feel like any group is being attacked in any slight way whatsoever, they come out as the white knight. And they're like, I can't believe this movie did this, this, and this. I mean, the metaphor there is so clear. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like, you know, we haven't done the movie because I haven't really cared to do it, but there was that movie called Mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can do that movie, but I can tell you already, I guessed the whole movie from the trailer. And when someone who saw it told me how good it was, I go, wait a second. So the metaphor is, you know, the girl is Mother Earth and the guy is Jesus or sorry, is God. The guy is God. And the house is the world, the earth, and all the people coming into it and wrecking it. And then the baby who gets killed is Jesus. And they were like, yeah, that's exactly. And I said, how did you not know that from the trailer? (laughs) And it doesn't matter that it's Darren Aronofsky. He's a great director. But still, that movie is the most trite, pretentious bullshit you could ever have. I'm just saying the things are out there and they're obvious. Like, just look at them. Well, God, everybody has your point of view, which we've proven very much in the past that you don't fit in well with the rest of the humans. But you know what's crazy is I fit in with all the top critics. Like after oh, I, this movie. yeah, like I, I typed out everything. I like all these bullet points of like this is what I thought was really weird. In the movie. I did that all. Like, uh, I did like all that. And I went, rrr, rrr, rrr. and then <laughs> I went and looked up some things, and they were calling it trite garbage. And they were called well, not I love trite garbage. <laughs> they, they were calling it like, oh, what was it? Like slog. One, one place called it slog. And then Roger Ebert. Oh, okay. Wow. Gave it one star or whatever now because I don't yeah, think yeah, they do yeah. thumbs up. And he, no, well, no. and he even brought up the anti-gay agenda in it. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not the only person that is okay. thinking like this. So I, I'm not saying that they justify me because I normally don't care what other right. people say. I, it was just kind of nice. I was like, wow. All these top critics saw exactly what I saw. So I was like, maybe I have a future in this. I don't know. <gasps> For this one particular movie. Yeah, and then they heard what I said about Eurotrip, and they were like, you fucking suck. You have, <laughs> you have no taste in movies, good sir. Uh, oh, just uh. So yeah, I, I think I covered everything. Maybe other people, like, I put it out there. A bunch of bands actually really liked the movie, and were like, why don't you like this movie? And I told them, listen to the show. Right. And then, you know, let me know the points. I'll even bring it up on the show. I'll bring it up on, like, a different show. Be like, hey, here's a follow-up to Bohemian Rhapsody. 
And if you didn't like Ian's take on it, I will now interview you for Ian Hates Music. If you're still decided that you want to hate on him, we're going to switch it up that way. So looking forward to talking to y'all. I'm way too good for that. <laughs> no way. Like, I can't, I can't not say that I didn't give all these very clear and concise points to why this movie isn't good. You just see it from a different angle where you shut off your mind and you enjoy the movie. Right. But the directing wasn't very good. The see, like you didn't think the directing was good, right? No. Also, that wasn't Malik singing. Duh. So that's well, there are people out there that are dumb enough to think that that was him singing. I didn't turn my mind off that much. Well, okay. Well, other people did. So that's all I'm saying is people just need to just know the facts of what you're seeing. That's that's all. Like, just don't assume that they're doing the right thing because they probably aren't. And you can enjoy the live aid performance, but. If you went to, if you thought that was the high point of the movie, then the movie can't be good because the actual performance is better and you could have watched that with saving yourself two fucking hours. Okay. I will say probably my favorite thing was the green room in the airstream. That was probably my favorite. The green room in the airstream? So the room that they're waiting in or the trailer they're waiting yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. But why do you say the green room? Because it was their waiting room before they went oh, off. Oh, well, I've never heard that called a green. Yeah, it's just the it's it was their backstage. I think probably everyone had like a trailer right. that they were. Yeah, that was well. I did like when Mary had the new guy, and he's <laughs> like to break the tension in the trailer. Freddie comes in. He's like, "What do you think?" I forget the guy's name, but what do you think of so and so? Yeah, they're like, "It seems fine." He's like, "I think he's gay." Right. <laughs> that was well. Like place that that was, and right. there were a couple times that I there were a couple good quips. Yeah, no, yeah for sure. Well, it's partly British humor, right? So their play off of Miami was oh fine. You know, there were there were little parts that definitely worked, but in most cases, I was just like, I, I don't know. I could I could go into more things that weren't correct, like Jim like Jim Hutton or whatever. Like he didn't meet him then, like all that kind of stuff. But there's really no point. He also ended up dying of AIDS at the same I think it was a little bit after Freddie mm. and then Paul died of AIDS the same year like a few months before Freddie but the truth about him though so once again they never showed them technically having a relationship no yeah they never yeah they only had that one scene in which she was rejected technically yeah but apparently they had an off and on relationship you know throughout you know, whatever. And then I guess he did go to the papers afterwards, you know, and, and say a bunch of stuff and everything. So I, I don't know. But in general, I've said in general a lot tonight, but <laughs> I wanted to like that's That's why I want people to take away from this. I'm a fan of Queen. I wanted to like this movie. I paid for this movie. Yes. And I have to be honest. I have to. I can't go with the masses. I can't go with the people that turn well, their heads off. We don't want you to start lying now. Yeah, I don't want to be like Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Thanks for the setup. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I just think that a lot of times, especially when it comes to rock bands, the real truth is better. I think this movie, if you had taken away May and Taylor and had Sasha Baron Cohen and not Brian Singer, I think we'd have a much better movie. And now they will make a better movie in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This will be the hack. Like, oh, you know, people will maybe do the midnight showings of this movie. But it will be forever known as the one that, you know, oh, they got a lot of money for it. But that's not the real story of Queen. That's what so we'll wait happen. For those, 
we got to wait for the other surviving members to kick off, and then we'll get a good movie. Is that what you're saying? Or I'd love John Deacon to just be the producer. <laughs> He's just like, fuck all these guys. Nice. Nice. He's like, I'm the one who said to stomp on the floor twice and clap. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> so to be to be more serious, I guess, I think this movie in general, once again in general, was a big disservice to Freddie Mercury. I don't think it hurts, you know, his legacy because, I mean, he is who he is. Oh, yeah. But he deserved a much better movie than this. I think his sexuality played way more into the band than they're letting it seem. Okay. They're letting it, they're making it seem like May and Taylor were the, hey, we're the straight guys with all the great ideas and you're very talented as a, you know, vocalist, but we kept this whole thing together and your crazy lifestyle ruined everything. I think his sexuality played way more into the creation of the music than they're giving it credit for. And I think Absolutely. it was a Yeah, I think it was a positive point too because I don't think any straight man could do the song Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'll agree with you on that. I can see that. That song's fucking awesome. The create Oh, I know. And I know a lot of people panned it when it came out. That was one of the jokes they played on the screen. Like, this is mundane and average or whatever, but that's kind of how I feel about this actual movie. All right. So I think that's good for me. Kelly, do you have any final words on the movie? You like, because I just kind of went on a spiel there. So, final words on the movie. Um, I, I, I can already tell you I will be seeing this again in theaters. I'm going to see if I can't oh. pick up more on the gay hate that you've pointed out. Um, I guess for some reason I just glossed over that. Well, I don't know if it's gay hate. But it was definitely anti. I mean, the point of the movie was Queen would have been fine and maybe even better if yeah. Freddie Mercury hadn't been gay because gay people do terrible things and then they die of AIDS. Well, that's just it, though. And Queen would still be around. Well, they are still around. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's a cover band. <laughs> if it's not Freddie Mercury, then it's a cover band. This movie's a cover movie. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Hey. Look. I will, I will, okay. We agree on that. New this genre. Cover movie. New genre. Perfect. Cover movies. It All right, only sorry, took go ahead. an hour and a half of us talking to come up with cover movies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Good. Yeah, those are my two cents. And I'll probably be listening to Bohemian Rhapsody on the ride home because the six minutes it takes me to get home, I get the whole song. So there you go. So yeah. All right, then. I think we're done with that then. So we've got more movies that we've already recorded that I will get out. I just haven't chosen you know, which one to do which or whatever. Mm. Kelly is going to be traveling very soon once again. Woo-hoo! But, Kelly, for right now, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, um, and because I will be starting my travels, um, you can always follow me on Instagram at NerdyGirlIvy. And then depending on how brave I get, I might post my rendition, just a couple of snippets of Bohemian Rhapsody. You're all welcome. I took it in the car. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Because you can't help yourself. And you can also find me on Facebook at Nerdy Girl Abby as well, where you might find some other snippets of Queen. <laughs> and I guess you can send me all of your hate and shit on social yep. media. It's at Ian Hates Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Ian Hates, and on Instagram, it's at Ian Hates. Then you can email me all your hate, Ian Hates at gmail.com. Once again, go to iTunes, rate us five stars. Send a not only you know do that, but then also write a small review if you want as well. Then 
send me an email, ianhates at gmail.com, and let me know who it was who did it, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show as well. Look, I don't care if you say you love this movie. I just think less of you. That's all. <laughs> like, as a person. And uh, he couldn't think less of me, so I don't care. So there you go. Yeah, no, I'm talking about all the other people that have raved, <laughs> have raved about this movie. So, I think we covered everything. So, thank you very much, everyone, for listening and for following us and all that bullshit. So, Kelly, <laughs> what, ter- what terrible line are you going to quote from Bohemian Rhapsody? Um, I want to ride my bicycle. But that wasn't in the movie. I know, because it should have been in the movie. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. <laughs> and that will be my new text message sound. Thank you and good night, everyone. Thanks, everyone.